Hey, welcome back to Investment Fund Secrets. So today we're going to talk about the time I met two billionaires and I completely blew it and uh, other money raising wins that I've had and some big losses as well. Not losses, but I'd say opportunities missed. I think you guys will really enjoy this episode. I've spent the last three years learning from some of the most ingenious fund managers around. And now I've decided to take the plunge and start my own fund. The real question is, how will I do it with no investors and without an Ivy League degree? This podcast is going to give you the answer. Join me and follow along as I share mine and other stories as we start and build multi-million dollar investment funds. I'm Bridger Pennington, and this is Investment Fund Secrets. Hey, welcome back to Investment Fund Secrets. I'm Bridger Pennington. So today we're going to talk about networking wins and losses and my experiences trying to raise money and uh, times where I've totally fell, fell flat in my face and other times where I've kind of succeeded, done well. So last year, I had the amazing opportunity that not many people get, but I had the opportunity to meet two billionaires on the same day together. <clears throat> and a lot of people, to, let alone just meet one billionaire is cool, but to meet two at the same time was, was awesome. And this, so this day, what was happening, I was at BYU and I was helping with our entrepreneurship center. We had two former alumni coming that were both billionaires, recent billionaires, to come speak to a class of about 250 students, 300 students. And I was helping to be pretty much the liaison for this whole thing, setting it up, running the whole thing. And so I was gonna be with these two billionaires for probably two and a half, maybe three hours to talk, to mingle, whether they're gonna speak, the whole thing. So I was excited for this. I was like, okay, I run a fund, right? If I could just even make a relationship with these guys, obviously they have rich friends or rich network. If I could just somehow get a hook in there, and, and I was like, you know, I, maybe they don't invest. It's not the end of the world, but I want to at least be able to make a relationship with these people. And I want to test out my abilities of meeting high net worth people, right? And I totally believe in the Malcolm Gladwell, like 10,000 hour kind of thing. Like the more you practice, the better you'll become of, of good, decent practice. And it's fun, by the way, before I dive in this, it's fun to be at the plate, like up to bat versus being on the bench or on the sideline in the peanut gallery you know, making comments or jokes from the sidelines when you're not actually playing. It's fun to have a fund that I'm actually like in the game playing with and I like can can practice meeting billionaires in the in the, with the intent of raising money for my fund. That's pretty fun. Like some people theorize that or they talk about it or they think about it, but you gotta actually do it. Like the 10,000 hour thing, you actually have to physically do it to get the hours, to get the practice in to become an expert in any field. And for me, you know, running a fund, raising money is a huge piece of that and meeting high net worth people and being able to, to talk the talk with them and laugh and joke around is a big deal. So anyways, I show up at this event. I get there early. I'm like, I've showered like three times. You know, I'm like ready to go. And um, I'm like early. I'm like, okay, they're going to come. Like I'm going to meet them and blah, blah, blah. And we're going to like walk in. I got it all planned out. Like how I'm going to, I'm going to like I'm going to like say, hi, my name is Bridger Pennington. I'm like, get him with a joke really quick and like get him laughing. And we're going to be like, Hey, like, come on in. Like, you know, and we're going to be buddy, buddy. It's going to be this amazing thing. I had it all planned out. And so they, uh, they show up. It's this, these are the Scott, uh, this is Scott and Ryan Smith. They had just previously sold Qualtrics for $8 billion. And each one of them had netted around a billion dollars. So like legit. And they were recent billionaires too. And so they show up and I'm like, Oh my gosh, they're here. And I like walk over. I'm like, hi, like I'm Bridger and I shake their hands and I just like crumble inside. Like, I don't know about what happened to my confidence or 
I don't know what happened, but it was like how much money they had or like the buildup, but I just shriveled inside. I don't know if you guys ever had that feeling before of like, you think you'll be totally normal in a situation. Then you meet like a super pretty girl or pretty guy or like someone that's very important and you just like shrink and you just don't know what to say or what to do. And I had like, I had lines like planned out of what I was going to say. And I totally forgot everything. I shake their hand. I'm like, hi, I'm Bridger, uh, Bridger. And they're like, hi, Scott, Ryan. Hey. And I'm like, yeah, this way, like, come on in. And we, they, I, I just showed them around. They, they came, they talked and they left. And I, um, I had multiple chances to talk to them, to, uh, interact, to make jokes, to make friends with them. And I just, I just floundered away. Like I, I just shriveled inside. So I got home that night and I was like, holy crap, like what happened? Like I'm trying out here. Like I have a fun, I need to raise money. I I'm a fairly confident person. I'm good at like, I I'm okay at talking. Like I run this podcast. Like, you know what I mean? Like you guys have heard my voice. Like I'm okay at speaking to people and, and meeting people and stuff usually. And I just had shrunk like crazy. I'm like, oh my gosh, like how can I do better at this? And so um, over time, I really thought about that that moment of like, why did I shrink so much? Like what happened? And a lot of it was all in my head of like, these guys are so wealthy. They're so much above me that I can't even, I'm not even, even close to their level. And in reality, they're just people, right? We're all just people. I don't care if you're freaking Jeff Bezos or just some, you know, scum on the street. We're all we're all those people and we we all like the same things. We all like to to laugh, we like to have fun, we like to feel important. One of the biggest things if you read the book How to Win Friends and Influence People, that's the number one thing he talks about. Everyone loves to feel important. And if you can make them feel important and satisfied, it breaks down their defenses and they just roll over like a puppy and you get a scratch them on the belly, right? That's kind of what he talks about in the book. And so I I walked through this and I remember meeting with Paul Hutchinson, who's one of our mastermind coaches, um, incredible guy, incredible money raiser, has personally raised hundreds of millions of dollars from high net worth and family office. Um, My dad, you know, co-founder of a $20 billion family of funds, uh, talks about Paul and says, I've never seen someone like Paul that can meet people. He says, with Paul, we'll walk into a big event, you know, there's hundreds of people there. Within 10 minutes, he'll do two laps around the room and he'll tell me the two to three wealthiest people in that room. And he'll get all of their business cards by the end of the night with, you know, a good relationship and, you know, potential to invest in the fund. Like he's just incredible, like the way he does it. So I sat down with him. I was like, Paul, how do I do this? Like what, like what are some secrets? You know, and in our mastermind course, he talks a lot about, like he, we have tons of videos of him kind of spilling his secrets of how he did this. But one of the things that really stuck out to me that he said was, and it was seemed so simple, but he goes, I create an opportunity. And I was like, what do you mean? He's like, and we, we related to the movie Hitch of like on Hitch, if you've seen the movie Will Smith and he's trying to get like really ugly guys or just normal guys to date really pretty women. And he says, I create an opportunity for them to meet each other. And in the movie, he's trying to connect like this ugly looking guy with, you know, this movie actress, super pretty. And he creates an opera. They create an opportunity that they can meet. And, and she actually recognizes him He goes, I do the same thing. So he told me a story there in an event. He found this really, really wealthy guy. And he, uh, he's like, how am I going to talk to this guy? He's always around people. People are always trying to talk to him. And he notices the guy walking out to go to his car to leave. And so he chases him out and they both, he, he's obviously waiting for the valet to bring up his car. And he's like, Oh my gosh, perfect opportunity. I, I have about a minute to two minutes while he's just waiting out on the street for his car to come 
is a perfect opportunity to talk to him and to meet him. So he runs out and like, while the rich guy's waiting for like his Lamborghini to show up and Paul's waiting for his crappy car to show up. Uh, this is the story Paul was telling me. They sat and chatted, hey, you know, and he just, he didn't, he's like, hey, what's your name? He just acted like he didn't know who he was at all. Hey, what's your name? Like, how you doing? He, oh, I'm, you know, so-and-so. Oh, well, what are you, you know, what are you into? And they start talking and, and chatting it up. And at Paul, you know, he, oh, I run a fund, right? Um, and they start chatting it up and, and Paul got his card and they followed up and, and became an investor. And so I was like, okay, how can I create opportunities now at networking events? And to use this same strategy. And Paul gave a lot more detail of how to like, fish for hooks without, you know, how to, you know, get people anyways, all this kind of stuff. And I'll go into this next story. So this week I had an opportunity again to get back up to the plate, to swing again, be at the plate, right. At a networking event. So I got invited to go to a snowbird. It was a snowbird ski session. There was going to be about a hundred people that are going to go skiing and they're going to do a lunch and then like kind of a speaker in the afternoon and all this kind of stuff the whole day. So I'm like, okay, great. And I love skiing. Um, one of my favorite things to do. So I was like, great. I'm like, this is awesome. I love skiing. I feel like I'm good at skiing and there's gonna be a lot of people to meet. And so, and I'm probably, I'm probably half of everyone's age there. And so I'm like, all right, this is a great time to test, test the skills out. Right. And if I strike out, I strike out, I'll just go to the next event. No worries. Right. I'm going to keep getting up to play. Cause I know the only way I can get better at this is to keep trying. So I show up at this event. I, I walk in, I don't know what to wear. Right. It's like a ski event. Everyone like, what do you wear? Like, Cause you're going to have hat hair. People smell, you get stinky when you're skiing a little bit. Cause it's like, you kind of get sweaty. And anyway, so I show up and I, everyone's kind of dressed up in their ski gear. So I like go change in the bathroom into my ski gear. And I'm like walking around in my boots and like, everyone's kind of in these, you know, no one's like dressed up like they normally would be. Cause you're in ski gear. So everyone kind of looks the same, which is kind of fun. So I I'm walking in and I see this Asian couple walking in. They're all dressed up. And, uh, they look like they have like fancy ski gear on. I'm like, huh? Okay. And I can hear that they're, uh, speaking like Chinese to each other. And I speak a little bit of Mandarin. And so I kind of watch them and they walk in, I kind of pass them on on my way to the bathroom and I see them again in there. And I'm like, oh, they're part of the event. And they both, this kind of older Chinese couple, I'm like, huh, what's good. You know, what's going on here? And I see them over by the, the, they're getting like coffee or hot chocolate by the little thing and no one's standing by them. So I walk over there and I go, Hey, how was the, uh, is this hot chocolate or coffee? What's going on here? And they go, oh, like, oh, yes, sir. This is like, this is hot chocolate. It's very good. And I was like, oh, like, where are you guys from? And they're like, oh, we're from uh, mainland China. And I just, I was like, oh, it's a mahaha. And I start speaking Chinese to them. And they're like, whoa, what? Like, wow. You know, and we start talking. And uh, anyways, we kick it off. And I just start at, and I, I, I really don't know who they are, right? And so I just start talking about, why'd you guys move to America? What brought you here? Like, what's going on? And they just start telling me about their businesses and all this stuff. And and they tell me where they live and they live in a really nice house. And I'm like, yeah, like, this is great, you know? And, and uh, they, that couple of all RVs you see in the United States, 80% of those RVs, they, you like in those RVs are appliances from their company. And they have a huge manufacturing company in China. They've now moved to the United States. And, um, and first off, like I know this from living out in China, like anyone that moves to the United States from China is in some way, shape or form wealthy that I've seen at least if they have like, you know, if they've been able to move here with their family and like set, like establish themselves, they've got to be doing really, really well, um, to do that. And so I was like, awesome. We start, and they introduced me to their son and we start chatting away and, uh, they're like, oh, and I, they go, what did you do? And I go, I, well, I run a little fun. We do investing and uh, all this stuff. And they go, Oh really? Are you looking? They just uh, straight out. Are you looking to raise money for your fund? And I was like, uh, well, yes. And they go, Oh, well, great. Well, we have money. We would love to, we'd love to invest with you. And I was like, what? 
I was like, yeah, like, that's great. Like, do you want to know more? Like, yeah, like, and they're like, well, what are you guys doing? I'm like, well, we do, we do um, loans. I start to explain it to them, right? And our, our loans are very niche. I start to go into these loans that we do because they're super and they're just, I just see their eyes kind of glazing over and I just stop and I'm like, yep. And we get like, you know, we get an X amount of return on it and we do, you know, fairly well. And they're like, oh, well, they didn't care, right? They don't care about the loans. They just hear a return. I run a fund. I'm a nice kid that knows Chinese. That's it. And they're like, yeah, we'd love to. Here's our card. Make sure to call us tomorrow. We'd love to, we'd love to, you know, give you guys some money. And, and, uh, and I was like, wow, I was like, no way. Like, are you serious? (laughs) And, uh, so I was like, holy crap. And if you've read any sales books in the past, the best time to make a sale is right after you've made a previous sale, right? Once you've, if you've closed somebody on the phone, don't take the rest of the day off. Go try to close your, your probability of closing the next person, the next person goes way up because of your confidence. So this gave me like a huge confidence boost. I was like, oh my gosh, how can I milk out more people in this room? So I go downstairs, we sit down for lunch and I sit down next to this and I, I keep circulating the room because I want to meet as many people as possible. And I just walk into people, I, I just stop people and I go, because I know everybody, most people are nervous at these events. And so I go, if they're nervous and I feel nervous, then let's just be friends together, right? So I walk up, hey, what's your name, you know? And I just start chatting with people. And I, I met you know, 10, 15 people down there. And I finally sit next to this gentleman and we start chatting. What do you do? And I, and I know if you're older and you're in this room, you've probably got some a good amount of wealth that if they invited you and you know what I mean? You're not like a, an insurance rep. You're gonna be one of more of the investor people. So I'm looking for people with gray hair in this room. That's what I kind of realized after being there for 20 minutes. I sit next to this gentleman and we start chatting and he's like, yeah, you know, he's, well, what are you doing? I go, well, I run a, I run a small investment fund. He's like, what do you mean? Like investment fund? I'm like, yeah, well, we have private money for investors. We, you know, put this out. He goes, how long you been doing that? I'm like, well, two years. And he goes, how old are you? And I'm like, well, take a guess. What do you think? He's like, I'm I'm betting you're 25, 26. I'm like, well, I'm 24 doing this for two years. And he's like, no, he's like, wow. He's just impressed with my age. Right. And I, before I've, I've told you guys this to lean into your constraints. I lean into my youth a lot with people. Cause I know they think I'm young. So I just, I go, yeah, you're probably thinking I'm way too young to run a fund. Right. He's like, yeah, well I'm young. I'm scrappy. I can work harder than, you know, I, I go into that whole, if you guys have heard me say that before, that's kind of what I go down. I lean into my constraints of being too young or too inexperienced. And you guys can do the same thing with, with ever, you know, beliefs you have about yourself. I'm too fat. I'm too tall. I'm too skinny, right? Lean into it. Use it as your advantage. The obstacle is the way. And so I start, we start talking about how young I am and and I start talking about it to him because I was like, I, how can I make him feel important? And so I'm like, well, tell me about your businesses. How did you make money in life? You must be, you know, you must be really wealthy. You're like, you're, you're here, right? What's, and he goes, well, I ran a logging company for a while and blah, blah, blah. And he starts telling me about this whole thing. And he goes, he goes, are you guys raising money? And he just, he straight up asked me, are you guys raising money for your fund? I was like, well, yeah, I'll, you know, I always were raising money. He goes, I would love to write you a check. What's your, what's your minimum? And I was like, what? And I was like, uh, our minimum, I just told him our minimum is 50 grand. He goes, oh, 50 grand. That's pocket change. I'm like, I know. It's, it's small. I want to make it just give me a trial investment. I'm going to blow your socks off and uh, we'll move on. He goes, awesome. He's like, get my number, call me, call me next couple of days and we'll figure this out. And I was like, what? Like, holy crap. Two people at this event just straight up asked me to put money into my fund. Um, I didn't have to, I didn't even ask them. And now that's not going to happen every time. But, um, for me, I've gone to a lot of networking events that I've struck out, right? I met the two billionaires and I have a bunch of other stories of where I just struck out and met people that were wealthy and I just didn't know what to say to them. And this event, I just, I mean, it just worked out, right? I don't know why um, that worked out, but I think a few things that I kind of, kind of takeaways, lessons learned was number one, people are just people, right? And I met, I didn't know who anyone was at this event. I didn't know, I knew one person going to this event of a hundred people 
and I, and I had no clue. And so I just met people like they're regular people. And little did I know they are multimillionaires, have done a lot. And because I didn't know that, I didn't get stressed out over it. Versus the time I knew these guys were two billionaires. And so I like was all inside my head. When I didn't know it was, a, you know, really, I mean, very, very wealthy Asian family and a very, very wealthy gentleman. Um, and now I, I kind of know because I've looked them up. They're very, very wealthy. I, you know, it turned my mind around. I'm just like, oh, you're just a regular person. Hey, what's your, you know, what's your name? Do you like the skiing today? You know, did you guys crash? Like what happened out there? We kind of started to laugh and joke and it made me relax a lot as well. So I almost, almost prefer that not knowing who people are or pretending like I don't know who they are so that they will, they can just feel regular, right? No one wants to be, I mean, some people like to be the fanboy, you know, like, but you don't want to invest with someone who's a fanboy, right? If I came up, I was like, oh my gosh, I love all your businesses. You're amazing, blah, blah, blah. They're like, yeah, great. But they don't want to invest with someone like that. They want to invest with someone that's equal, someone that's kind of to their level. And so how do you, how do you make yourself an equal in that plane? Well, you run a fund, right? You do different types of investments. That makes you, your status increase a lot at a, at a table, at a room because it's so unique, right? Not many, many people dream of running a fund. Not many people have actually done it. Um, so that was number one. People are just people. And then number two was I tried my whole, the whole time I was trying to make, let's talk about them, right? Let's talk about their interests, make them feel important. And if I can help make them laugh, have fun, have a positive experience with me, they're going to remember me way better than someone else that shows up and just pitches them and is stern and, and hard. And that's just my personality. But I feel like people relate to people a lot that way. And then when they did ask me what I did, I, I wasn't afraid to to tell them what we did. I'm like, yeah, we run a fund. We actually do really well. And, uh, we do X, Y, and Z. And it's, it's awesome. I just tell them, Hey, it's awesome. I can't even believe I'm doing it, but it's amazing that it actually works. And they were just like, wow, you know? And, um, anyways, those are just a few small lessons. I'm still learning a lot about this game. Um, you can talk to a million different money raiser type of people that go to events and they have all different strategies and stuff. But those are a few takeaways for me. But the biggest takeaway is to be in the game get up to bat, swing. Even if you don't have a fund set up yet, if you've seen our fund launch framework, you don't set up the legal documents till step four, right? Step step three is gonna be raising money. You're gonna find amazing deals first. You're gonna then frame it and then you're gonna find the money and then do the legal documents. Then and only then do the legal documents. Find the money first. Even if there's deals that are kind of not even framed yet, it's always good to find the money and to be in the game and to, to have something to offer to practice, you know, pitching people, practice, not even, I don't even call it pitching, but making connections with different people. So anyways, hope you guys enjoy this episode. Um, some wins and some definitely some big losses and opportunities missed. I'd call them not losses, but opportunities missed. And, uh, I guess I'd say lessons learned. Hopefully the next time I meet those two billionaires, I'm going to knock, knock their socks off and they're never gonna be able to forget me. So anyways, love you guys. And I hope you guys enjoy this episode. Let me know if you have any questions. Bye.